to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 238 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm super yeah. tired. Work's been busy. Chris is tired. His work's been busy. And we both just cheated on our diet. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, slow carb diet. Mm, pizzas, not so much, but that's, that's, r- that's dinner tonight. That's right. What amazing stuff have you discovered this week, Chris? Um, did Have you heard of the Lufkin Liquor? Uh, I didn't know it was called that, but I That's did. what they were calling her because it's Lufkin, Te- Texas, uh. um, and so they started calling her the Lufkin Liquor. Um, so some chick, some black chick who's, uh, looks like 16 to me, something very like young, that. Very yeah, young, very yeah. young, yep. Something like that. Um, she was spotted on um, f- camera footage, which then was... I, I don't know whether it was camera food. Oh, no, it was a friend actually videoed us doing it. That's right. She grabbed an ice cream tub out of the freezer at the supermarket, took yes. the lid off, licked it, put the lid on and put it back in. Her friend uh, filmed that and uh, put it on YouTube. And uh, everybody went bananas in the States. They all went bananas. It was just hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so uh, the the... The ice cream place, which is something Bell, Blue Bell, Blue Bell ice cream, paid to have all of the, the ice cream removed from that store because yep, they couldn't yep. decide which one it was. And that chick's up for... Good on them. She, uh, they found her and they say um, she could have faced up to 20 years in prison. Is that because that's classed as contaminating product or something? So you remember, um, was it... in a, Episode of Behind the Bastards or something where they had the guys that were um, oh case files it was a case files thing hey the trem- uh, yeah with tampering the, of tampering the... with that thing I'm I'm, I'm not going to shut down shut up while you were making no noise no on sorry the desk. I'm just rummaging I can't hear myself properly and I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's recording properly uh, yeah no I sound echoey but apologies in advance if I am echoey. Yeah. Um, the recording gear looks like it's recording me properly, and sometimes the headphone thing here, playback's weird, but it records properly. Anyway, yes, so they had to go through that whole process. So what is, we don't know what she's actually getting, what she's going to end up with uh, as a sentence yet? No, I, no, I don't think she's uh, gone to court yet. Well, she might have by now, but she didn't at the time I put this in. Um, based on security footage, the location and the inspection of the carton, we believe we may have recovered the half gallon that was tampered with. Okay. But what amazes me is they don't have um, tamper-proof seals on the ice cream over there. You know how you, if you open a s- ice cream here, you've got to break the clip and it lives, lifts off. Yeah, but you can get round tubs like they have in America and it doesn't do that here, does it? Does it still have a seal on it? I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't usually get them, but I, I'm pretty yeah. sure everything does. Like, because I know Movenpack does. I think normally there's a foil seal under it, maybe. If it's not got a tab on the outside. Yeah, it's... but evidently in the States, they don't even do that. So you're slack. You're slack. Food tampering is not a joke and we will not tolerate tampering with our products, the statement concludes. Anyway, I thought that was amusing. Cool. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah, there we go. That's it. 
Yeah, it's that plug. Uh, I sound perfectly fine now. Yeah, you do. Uh, but before I didn't. But yeah, um, I, you sound echoey to me. I did to me because as well. I think it was your mic picking me up across the table, uh, and it was not because I didn't turn the mic on. I did check that. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Uh, so it's interesting though, uh, just talking about, uh, cases and stuff like that, uh, judges, uh, mainly in America, but it's probably going to happen here as well. They're having a lot of trouble at the moment, struggling on how to interpret emojis that are used, uh, and things. So it's been increasing so far this year in 2019, they've had 50 cases, uh, in the States that had to deal with emojis being used in communications. So the problem is... So they're trying to use these emails or whatever message as emails. evidence. Evidence. Yeah, yeah. And there's emojis in them. Yeah, yeah. and a lot of them, the problem is, is they'll just use emojis and no words. So there's no context. Oh, really? So there's 2,823 emojis which have been set by the Unicode Consortium, which is cool. The problem is also that other... Different devices show the same emoji slightly differently. So if I showed you a range of the same emoji, it might portray a different image. And so they were talking about the emoji which has got the crosses for the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like, does that mean death or does it mean tired or does it mean whatever it means else? death. No, it doesn't actually. That emoji stands for, oh, I forgot to write it down. It's something really stupid like um, disappointed or something. Yeah, okay. That's what it's actually coded as. But, uh, yeah, so they've been dealing with that. So, yeah. Huh, huh. Um, so, <laughs> uh, actually, let's let's go down to the, the crappy one first, and then we'll go back into a light-hearted thing. Very quickly, uh, I learned today this podcast is very good for people that struggle with sleep. If you want something to fall asleep to, our amazing voices will do that for you. Just saying. Really? Yeah, apparently. Mm. So don't listen to us while you're driving? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we, will not, we will not be involved in any lawsuits or criminal uh, prosecution due to that. Sorry, that's no, your problem. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the unlucky astronaut. Oh, I didn't save anything. Oh, yes, I did. Okay. So, okay, so... Uh, my, so in what's 20 an astronaut? I know, that was his nickname at the time. So in 2013, a South African man, man named uh, Mandla Masiko yep. won a competition organized by the Space Academy in the USA to be sp sent to space. And he was going to be the first African astronaut, basically. First person from Africa oh, okay. yeah, to yeah, go yeah, into yeah. space. Sorry. And they, they nicknamed him the Afronaut, which I thought was awesome. So that's why I mentioned it in there. So okay. um, he went over to um, – so he, he won this thing in 2013. He went over to the Kennedy Space Center, had to do all these tests and physical and mental and do I'm all this. And he passed. Yeah. And he's all set to go to space. And when he came back, he was like – um, you know, holy crap, it's the toughest thing I've ever done. And there was yeah, loads yeah, yeah. of uh, radio interviews because I remember hearing him on a radio interview back in the day, you know, uh, a few years back and stuff. Okay. And yeah. then um, he tragically died this week in a motorcycle accident. Wow. Before he managed to go to space. He was on, he's on the list. He's on the waiting list to go up. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 You just never know. Yeah. Go through all that. So un the unlucky astronaut. Anyway. Do, talking about uh, untimely deaths, how committed are you to win a competition, Chris? Uh, I probably wouldn't kill you for it. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, did you hear about Philip Andrew Ludman, 
he died this week while eating a pie during a time trial against his dad in the South Island. What? Okay. Okay, no, you're going to have to explain this one. So the Southern Rugby Club in Ashburton, they have a fundraising event every two years, and it consists of teams of three, and there was about 15 groups having a go at this, right? And I, it must be a local thing that people look forward to. I assume there's some training that goes into this. And the first person shares a sheep as fast as they can. The next person drinks a beer and the third person eats a pie. And uh, Okay, that doesn't sound too painful. Like, no. You know. So this guy, Philip, uh, he was downing the pie and choked to death in front of everyone. And they couldn't help him. They tried doing everything they could. And his dad was in the other team competing with him at the same time. I, uh, I, don't, I assume they were both eating pies. And it doesn't say what type of pie. Like, I don't know how big the pie was. I don't know if, what it was. Uh, and it's too early to tell if the competition will be held again in the future. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's terrible. And it's tragic. Honestly, with, would you think of doing, if, if you were involved, if you were there at that time, and yep. you, you know way more of this medical stuff than I would, Yeah, I would be inclined to uh, attempt a tracheotomy. Um. Like, no, if we've tried it, everything else and it's not working and he's going blue, I would try that shit. I'm sure someone like Adam could chime in on this. Uh, Adam, chime in for next week's episode. <laughs> but I think sometimes it gets lodged too, like, further down. So uh, the Heimlich maneuver is outdated, um, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, from the first aid course I just did a couple of months ago, you have to hit him on the back as hard as humanly possible. Like, literally slap him as hard as you can. Yeah, uh, I, I have to admit the the closest I ever come to choking, which is um, in reference to what you just said yeah. about it being too far down, was when I was a kid and I was about I'm going to say about eight or nine, could be ten or uh, ten or four or I don't know. It was whatever it was, eight it or nine. Let's it was in it. the past, and that could be any time. <laughs> yeah, it was about eight or nine, I think. But I I had a a bacon but, butty, bacon butty, bacon yeah, yeah, butty. Yeah. Uh, bacon sandwich and um, the the long bacon rind yeah. went all the way down my throat, but it was still in my mouth. Yeah, and so it closes your epiglottis. Is that the right? That's the flap, word? isn't it? Yeah, the flap. I don't know if that's the right word, but you're so, talking about the skin flap. Yeah, and and you uh, and I couldn't breathe, and I'm choking, and nobody seemed to care or notice, um, and I felt really bad until I got my own fingers right down there yeah. and I pulled this huge string of bacon out. Um, bacon rind. I've got two choking stories. One is a girl that was the same age as my daughter was at home and she choked to death on a sausage and her older sister was babysitting her. Holy and that crap. always sticks in my head. That uh, just scares the crap out of me, that, because it was a freaking sausage. Uh, and the other one, I'm not sure if I told you this or not, but back in the day I used to have a tongue stud. My pe- tongue was pierced. Right. And I uh, went to a Chinese restaurant with my sister and I ate a calamari ring. And it was all attached, but it wrapped around the tongue stud and I swallowed it. And then I was so my tongue was going back. I was going, oh, and she couldn't, I couldn't tell her what was wrong. And I had to do what you did, put my fingers down my throat and pull out this chunk of um, squid. And it was still attached to the tongue thing. So I had to undo that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty weird. Holy A crap. weird sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I reckon this might go for the cover of uh, this week's episode. Um, Melania Trump's statue. Have you heard or seen anything of that? Yes, yes, I have. I, 
I sort of heard, I sort of saw the headline and then I was like, oh yeah, whatever. And then I saw you put the thing in there about it. And then I thought, I really need to see this. And I've saved That's a I, photo. I, yeah, I've what got photo have photo, you got? I've, I've got the New York Times here. Um, anyway, there's one photo from a distance, but there's one like close up of her face. And it's, it's just, the face photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's awesome, eh? So this guy, so uh, in her hometown, they've basically decided to try and make the so statue, eh? An American artist. Oh, was he American? I thought no, he was. No, 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 no. Oh. American artist. Um, decided that this should be done, and he—what do you call it when you pay for somebody to do it? Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Create your account to keep reading. What the hell? Anyway, yeah. So New York Times have just crapped all over me and won't let me share it. So screw you, New York Times. We're going to blame the New York Times. So this guy commissioned someone else to make it. Hey, that's the word commissioned. I got and, there. and it's the local drain layer. Oh, I didn't that realize did you- that. That makes Who a lot does, of sense. Who um, does? Chainsaw sculpting in his part time, but he said he's <laughs> never done an actual person, is it? Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's he's sculpted. It's nine foot tall. <laughs> it's very. Big. They've made it at light blue, <laughs> but the face is the best. Part. The face. <laughs> the face looks like something from Shrek. I think your daughter could draw a better face than oh, that. Yeah. They- I'd be okay if they didn't draw on it, if it was just an oval and he just left it. But it's got this weird monobrow looking thing and uh, it's uh, it's scary as. Like in general, like it doesn't matter who it was supposed to be about. Um, it's just the weirdest looking thing. And the yeah. guy I think says in the article, yeah, no, nah, I don't really know what I was doing. Just gave it a go. Uh, so a load of people over there are really upset about it, and they they called it Smurfette because it's it's um, coloured blue like the blue pale blue cashmere that she tends to wear quite a bit. So I'm amazed that they got to the point where it got unveiled and where they didn't say sorry, there's been a hold up or whatever. And no, that's the art piece. That's it. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, yeah. So, oh, I, I don't know. For for what it's worth, it got worldwide attention. Yeah, I mean, it, for it, all the wrong reasons. got up to the Chris and Sam podcast. That's how important oh, this Oh, yeah. One was. I mean, if it gets to the level of us, you know that. <laughs> top, you've, you've made top it. Because if you're getting your news source from us, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> you imagine someone telling a story, like, third-hand from us, and they'll be like, where'd you hear that story? And they'll be like, well, listen to this podcast. That could answer a few things that's going on recently. But Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, so true. Um, and Hamilton made the news again recently. <laughs> I, Did you read this one? I didn't know that happened in Hamilton. I sort of... What's going on with the story? <laughs> so the headline is, Man in Undies Steals Car in Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's pretty good as it uh, happens. But he was going for a run down residential ha- Hamilton Street. In his in undies. The, in, the, in his undies, in the middle of the road. Yeah, I assume he's a on car, something. Try, yeah. A car, a driver of a, a car um, swiped three vehicles as he swerved, ah, swerved to avoid hitting the guy. Oh, okay, undie man, yeah. Undie man. And uh, the, the driver stopped the vehicle in the middle of the road. The man reportedly jumped into the passenger seat. Yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy man jumps into yeah. the passenger seat. They so keep, the driver goes, but I'm the, out. <laughs> the, the way they wrote it, though, the nearly naked man. No, I didn't say that in this one. Not I said something. One. Oh, oh like, no, hang on. 
The driver quickly exited his vehicle and the nearly naked man yeah. hopped into the driver's the seat. nearly anyway, naked quite, man. Quite right, quite right. In his undies. And then he drove the stolen togs, vehicle to on. the police station. Togs, 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 undies. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so he drove to the police station. I assume. And then sat outside the police I, station, beeping the horn, waiting. For- we live around the corner from the main central police station. I assume it was outside there. I don't know. So he, I, I I would have guessed like Rotatuna or something, you know that one at the roundabout or something like that. But don't know. Uh, so yeah, random as don't know what the deal was. I don't know. So Hamilton, we're um, we're New Zealand's Florida <laughs> for the American Some, listeners. Sometimes we are, not all the time. Like I, that's the thing. Like it, there seems to be belts of it. So we'll probably have about three weeks of just stories like this, and then it'll move to, like, Dunedin or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hey, did you hear about this BP thank you light? No, what are you talking about? Exactly. So (laughs) BP decided to come up with a limited edition thank you light, and it's a green thumb in a little circle with a light, uh, and you stick it in the back of your window, and then you get a button that comes with it that you put on your dashboard, and when you... (laughs) Like someone lets you pass or something, can you go past them? You press the button and it lights up a green thumb at the back. That's pretty cool. And they did a limited edition of them and they gave them out to people who spent more than 60 bucks. Didn't even know this was a thing. Didn't see it anywhere at any BP. And I'm at a BP like every second day for work. So oh, true. I don't know how I missed this. They sold out really fast. All the customers on Facebook want them, like bring them back. We'll pay for them. We want a permanent thing. Uh, some people started moaning as you do, uh, and spoke to stuff and said, oh, cosmetic lights need to point down and they can't be pointing at the back and they can't do this and I wah, do, wah, wah. I do wonder about having a green light pointing backward from a car. So NZTA and the police approved this light with the BP designer before they even went to manufacturing. Oh, okay. They said, you All can right. do it. Because they said it doesn't provide any more distraction than current lights on the back of a car sign writing, bumper stickers, or if someone's waving at you from a car. Right. No, so no, that's said, fair enough. So the reason I said that about the thing is that we wanted to put a sign outside the Sahara tent when it, I, I was working there, um, which is a restaurant, and it, it was right at an intersection. There were traffic lights yeah. outside, and the lights couldn't be green or red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're told. Yeah, What's yeah. there now? Mexico with a big red sign. Big red sign. Yep. Yeah, I know. That's right. Uh, so, would you get one of these things if you could get one? Um, so let's no, say it's, let's I say wouldn't it's, pay for it. No, let's say it's free. If it was free, I'd put it in there. Yeah. Uh, so, apparently, some people have modified them, put red cellophane over it, and put the thumb upside down. Yeah, and we both know people that would do that. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Oh, Chernobyl. Oh, before I talk about Chernobyl, I just want to say, so Sam and I have been going through some, watching some TV uh, recently, and we're watching Stranger Things, and we just watched episode five just now. Yeah. Freaking Stranger Things rocks, man. It's so good. I know. But and they've anyway, got and they've got Russians with subtitles. Russians Who would have speak, thought? That speak Russian. Russians that are talking Russian. Without an English accent at all. Amazing. <laughs> Look how far they've come. Look how far they've come. Uh, I'm so going to put that- Craig Mason, I know you listen to this podcast because oh, yeah. we listen to yours. But, um, yeah. The not- Chernobyl Russian English speaking thing is at the same level as two magnets and a piece of tape. Oh. If you don't know what that's about, 
go find mag- two magnets and piece of tape in our back catalogue archive, probably episode like 25 or something. Yeah, uh, uh, Sam, Sam I need to move f- that to the front of the. Blew a fuse I'm going awesome. to move that to the front of the website. Actually, as one of our favourite episodes. Yeah, uh, do. yeah. If you want to make me uh, get a little bit antsy, twitchy, twitchy. <laughs> just mention two magnets and a piece of tape. It still affects me four years later. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so. Chernobyl. Yes. So we we recently obviously watched the Chernobyl thing. So when this came up in the news, I thought, oh, I've got to tell Sam about this. I'll tell him now. Um, How there, kind of you. There are many of dogs still surviving in the Chernobyl 30-kilometer exclusion zone. Oh, wow. So people who were evacuated at the time, which is, what, 20, 30 years ago, something like that, yep. um, were told that they were going to be gone for a couple of days and they were told to leave their pets behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll go back. You'll be yep. fine. Uh, the Soviet army was then sent in to cull the pets and domesticated animals, and they were not successful. When the dog workers started um, looking at this, and I think this was about four years ago, I haven't written that down, uh, there were an estimated 1,000 dogs in the exclusion zone. That's not too... Uh, no, it's yeah, not okay. a huge amount. I thought, it, I thought it'd be more. Amount. I thought you were going to say like 20,000. No, no, no. But I suppose they just eat each uh, other, do they? No, but it depends if you count them per head, because some of them had two heads. Ah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, currently they catch them, so the, the dog guys go there and they catch them and they take them to a clinic. Okay. Um, the dogs are not radioactive, but the dust or dirt on their fur maybe. So they take yeah, them to this clinic. Yeah, because the dust is the real bad thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. So they take them to the clinic, they're cleaned, they're vaccinated, they're spayed or neutered, then they return to where they were found in the exclusion zone. Oh. Because there's yeah, there okay. are communities of yeah, dogs yeah, I now. Yeah, suppose so. Um, there's now uh, presently there's believed to be around 600 Chernobyl dogs. Their lifespan is about four years. Okay, uh, and that's not because of the radiation. Oh. It's because winters are and life there is really tough. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, there's no heating because to... there's no people there. No, no, anymore. no, no. But they also have to find their own food source, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, um, apparently loads of people give food to them. Like people, oh. there's workers around the area or yeah, something. Yeah, I think there's the some people going. Um, but like a number of um, dogs are killed every year by wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so okay. it's that sort of thing. And last year, for the first time, permission was given for 43 Chernobyl puppies to be adopted overseas. None of them were allowed to be adopted within Russia. because Because Russia, right? Uh, Imagine the market, though. (laughs) You could be like, you can own your own special Chernobyl dog for only Oh, and they interviewed like three people that had them, and two of them were in the US, and one was... I think UK. Yeah. I mean, it was BBC that I heard this from. And plans are now being made, which I think is good. Plans are now being made for a possible dog sanctuary within the exclusion zone that actually will feed them, give them a place where they can hang out. Because the guy was quite right. He was saying, you know, this is the vet guy or clinic guy or whatever. He was like, you know, these it, it, it pains him to see these dogs that have been bred this way, domesticated, looked after as pets. Yeah, yeah. And then they're thrown into this environment where they are not um, fit Prepared to, for it. Yeah, yeah. Fit to survive. Are we safe to assume that there's no cats or no one just cares about them? I'm going to assume no one cares about the cats and that's what the dogs are eating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I ran, I ran. I didn't put it on here, but I randomly. Did you see, read the story about the claw from Chernobyl? 
the clone. Uh, uh, I think it was a guy from. I don't know what that is. I know. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, I think it was a guy from Australia, and he went over there, and he's a physicist or something. He's he's something in science, and he was able to go find this thing. So when they were moving uh, stuff from the roof of the reactor or that. They used a crane at one point with a claw on the end. Right, right, gotcha. And when they finished, they realized that this claw is the most radioactive thing in the world. Still, now, oh, recently. Wow. And they just dumped it in the forest somewhere. Oh, so, yeah, good no, one. They did, <laughs> no, no. So all the vehicles from Chernobyl are all in one spot yeah, in yeah. a graveyard. But there's bits of machinery in the forest, just random. And this guy had to find some people who thought they knew where it was and they drove around for hours and then they came across it. And you can't touch it. He said, if you touch it, you yeah, you get, I can't remember what the rating was, something stupid. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a photo of it, like he's right next to it. And then the guy, the guide is like, I want to take a photo of you in front of it, like taking your photo. He goes, okay. And he goes, I'll probably be the only person who'll ever see it. And he goes, I think I should be okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, the most radioactive thing ever. Um, and he had a shot of the Geiger counter, and it was just, like, off the off the freaking charts. Holy crap. And um, they have to make sure that, no, like, normal tourists or anybody else can't go find this thing. But, it's, yeah, it's just in the forest. It's just a big claw. They, they made that oh, big sarcophagus thing over the, yeah. the whole reactor. Why didn't they chuck it in oh, there? And, and he says, don't touch it. But to get the reading for his thing, he put he went put his hand in the middle without touching anything. Like... Oh, yeah. You know, because I'm a scientist. God damn it. All right. So, yeah, anyway, that was cool. But um, Chernobyl dogs. Who knew? Chernobyl dogs. You've put here that Spain's taking over the world. Is it a Spanish Inquisition? No. um, Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's just a confluence of several things that happened recently that had Spain in it. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's interesting. So... um, the first thing is they were saying the top 10 YouTube songs for 2019, only one of them's in English. The majority really? of them is Spanish. There's a couple of uh, Korean and Indian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there's yeah, quite one, a lot of Indian two, stuff coming one up. One or two of each. Um, okay. But, yeah, predominantly Spanish. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and, and when they say Spanish, I, I, they were talking language Spanish, so I assume it could be South American or Spain. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. But, anyway, it was Spanish. So... Um, so that was all right. And then I, I saw today, today, yesterday, whenever I put this in, a heartwarming video on LinkedIn featuring a Make-A-Wish style encounter with this kid. Yeah. And I watched it because, first of all, those things are supposed to be on Facebook, not LinkedIn, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. But anyway, um, and it was... Sponsor- Made you watch it. Yeah. And it was sponsored by the foundation of the Barcelona Football Club. Okay. Um, FCB. And um, I'm like, oh, my God, they're doing this now. So it's obviously like a sponsored thing on there because the football club Barcelona, Barcelona Football Club, FCB, that team last week won the World Championship of Rocket League. Oh, look at them go. I know. Who knew? I think I might become a Barcelona fan. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, I, but anyway, it, it's just, it just seemed odd, odd that Spain's popping up quite there's a There's a couple of odd things that's happened in the last two days, Chris. I think there's a glitch <laughs> in the matrix or the simulation that we call life. So 
I keep a note of just random things that happen during my day, like in this journal thing online, right? And part of my process for doing this is I read what happened a day, a year ago. So without going into too much details, uh, if someone comes and talks to me at my job, it's really rare. And I've had a guy talk to me on the exact same day a year apart. And that's really bizarre, right? And then yesterday, a year ago, me and you, or I watched it actually, and then I showed it to you. We watched the movie The Brothers Grimsby. Right. Which is a silly, silly movie. Yeah. But it's... It was good fun. It's it good, good fun. fun. So... My sister messaged me on Facebook yesterday, last night, a complete year after I watched it and goes, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? So I'm just saying that now because uh, we can reference this in another year's time and see what's going <laughs> see on. See what's going on. See if, uh, you know, another undie man's running around Hamilton. Another one's- Or if I had another weird dream. So I listened to Case Files the other night before I went to bed and- um, I wasn't listening to it before I went to bed. I was listening to it in the afternoon. I did other stuff and I went to bed. And I dreamt that I murdered all these people and really badly botched the hiding of the body parts and stuff. And it, it was, I was sweating. It was not a great dream. Uh, so when I do it for real, I'll, I'll be much more careful. Okay. Good, good to know. Let's just keep that between us here on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so don't, don't tell anyone. It that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, make sure to come say hi to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever we are. And and, um, and welcome to all the new uh, listeners. Keep spreading that word. We assume it's word of mouth. Uh, we don't know what you're telling other people, but... Uh, we're getting great downloads lately. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. So uh, it should be a record-setting month this month. So if you have been telling a friend, which we say at the end of every podcast, make sure to let us know. And uh, if you'd like to give us a review, you can either do that on iTunes, on Apple. I don't even know how you do that. Uh, but you can do it on our Facebook page. Uh, so check that out. Uh, I'm away for the whole of this next week. So I'm bound to have some sort of story when I get back. Okay, cool. And I am just beavering away. Oh, I've got the I've got a gig at Spookers. I am now officially a Spookers employee. Yes, that's right. And Very... so I'm working there Friday, Saturday, probably every week. And, so, and I'm going to add, which I'm surprised to add because I didn't think it would stick this long, Dry July is still happening. I haven't had a drink yet this month. That's amazing. It's uh, blowing my mind. Very, <laughs> hang on, very, very quickly about the spooker thing. Uh, last week you said your uh, your hidden talent uh, was your maniacal laugh, and we didn't have an example of that, so we need that in a second. And uh, because you're an employee of Spookers, does that just last like forever until you stop doing it? Uh, or, has, or is no, it seasonal? No the, no, the deal is if you don't come in for, I think it's two months, um, they oh. assume it's an abandonment of employment, but they'll they'll email you. So they text uh, text message you every Monday and say what days you want to work because it's only open Friday Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, oh, right. So you yeah. could say, oh, I can't make it Saturday. Yeah, you, know, you can say I'm not going to make it this weekend at all. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. That's so not it's bad. not a big deal. Okay. So uh, maniacal laughter. Go. This is what you. So. <laughs> 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 Until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week.
Don't forget to tell your friend.